Nicole Carr, Partner and Head of Linkletters UK and Ireland Antitrust and Foreign Investment Practice. And I'm joined by our Senior Counsel and Head of US Foreign Investment Practice, John Gaffney. John, 2021 has been a record year for foreign investment regulatory developments, but what's on the horizon for 2022? Nicole, I think it's fair to say that we expect the current proliferation of foreign investment regimes to continue at pace over the course of 2022. We've seen a torrent of reforms globally aimed at protecting national economies during the pandemic, and it's been just over a year since the EU regulation came into force. The number of European member states with foreign investment regimes now stands at 18, and Belgium, Ireland, Luxembourg, the Netherlands, and Sweden, among others, have draft legislation expected to come into force during the next 12 months. We expect most, if not all, of the remaining EU members to follow suit in one way or another. In addition, we've seen existing regimes being strengthened to broaden the scope of transactions requiring review. This is especially true in France, Germany, Spain, and Italy. And Italy is rumored to be considering an extension to June 2022 of the tougher regime it introduced in response to the pandemic. New regimes increasingly feature expansive call-in rights, including retroactive reviews of previously closed transactions. John, you mentioned the new EU screening mechanism just now. Can you just describe what impact that's had? Um, sure. The, the new EU regime has already significantly increased the number of interactions and the level of scrutiny over transactions in member states. And we're expecting this trend to intensify with knock-on effects on deal timing and deal certainty risk. And once regulators have had greater experience implementing the new regime, we anticipate improved coordination that should un, uh, reduce unnecessary delays and the associated costs and burdens for the parties. But even so, the sheer number of potential regulators that may need to deal with each case will ensure that even in the smoothest case, the level of complexity is going to remain high. Outside the EU, of course, the new EU, I'm sorry, the new UK regime starts applying from January. And Nicole, you've been following the progress of this legislation closely and advising companies on what they need to do ahead of the act's commencement on the 4th of January. Can you give our listeners a feel for what the new regime will cover? Yeah, sure, John. Um, yes, the new UK regime's captured a lot of attention globally, given the eye-catching number of reviews expected. Uh, the UK government's projecting up to 1,830 reviews a year, which is a factor of almost six on the record high German reviews we've seen this year. Um, also, given its expansive territorial scope, retroactivity, and lack of any de minimis safe harbours in terms of turnover, asset values, or even the presence of a, a UK subsidiary. Um, and as you said, we'll have online filings from 4th of January and a new investment security unit in the Department of Bay's Business, Energy and Industrial Strategy to administer the legislation using what they call a hub and spoke model. So being the first port of call, which is really a big plus in terms of the present regime, having someone to actually make a filing to is, is a big improvement. Um, also having to find timescales to work to is another big plus on the current regime. And they'll operate a largely private process, um, it not being clear when parties have filed or the fact that they are undergoing a foreign investment review. Again, quite different to the current legislation where the government issues a public interest intervention notice and that is really a cue for lots of market participants to pile in and indicate all of the myriad of concerns that they have about a transaction. Um, the top tip for companies really for the UK regime is to be familiar with the filing triggers for mandatory and suspensory filings. And these are namely acquiring the right to pass or block a special resolution, 
or acquiring 25% or more, 50% or more, or more than 75% of the voting rights or economic interests of an entity that has activities in one or more of the 17 sensitive sectors. If you miss a, a mandatory suspensory filing, you're looking at significant fines of up to 10 million pounds or 5% of global turnover, whichever is, is higher and possible imprisonment um, for executives. And the 17 sectors are wide in some respects and highly technical. So it's hard to self-assess and acquirers will really need to work closely with the target's advisors to determine if filing is needed. And if you're in a hostile situation, you might have to make a precautionary filing if you can't diligence the full scale of the target's activities. So that's a new UK act um, in a whistle-stop tour. But John, what can we expect in the United States and what key messages can we give our listeners? So in the United States, uh, we're expecting to see President Biden appoint new leadership for CFIUS, which should lead to clarification of a number of issues, including guidance on CFIUS enforcement, requirements for burdensome pre-closing filings for internal reorganizations, and formal decisions on whether countries, including Australia, Canada, and the UK, along with other applicants, will qualify for special treatment. Um, we're also even uh, likely to see even more activity by CFIUS's Office of Monitoring and Enforcement with respect to previously closed non-notified transactions. And Nicole, um, you mentioned key messages, and I'd say that it's more important than ever for the parties to prepare thoroughly for foreign investment reviews, including by having a detailed understanding of the target's activities. Deal conditionality should also be considered very carefully. A backstop foreign investment condition may be warranted to guard against unexpected filing requirements. And most of all, the party should start the process as early as possible. Even then, they should watch out for the impact of politics on deals, particularly in hotly contested regional disputes. For more advice, our listeners should be sure to, to check out linklaters.com slash foreign investment for a variety of resources, including regulatory summaries, blog posts, and of course, contact information for Linklaters foreign investment attorneys around the globe. <laughs>